Giving you the real from A to Z surrounding the Dallas Cowboys. News, updates, rumors, transactions, takes, and more. So strap up, Cowboys Nation, and start your day off with A to Z Sports. Live with Will Steele. Three, two, one. Here we go! Oh, yeah! going on Cowboys Nation good morning to the good people y'all know what today is say it with me say it with me one time say it with me one time it's feel good Friday as y'all can tell I feel pretty good I, I, I have some exciting news to drop on you guys later in today's episode but coming up we are going to talk about the practice squad that was revealed we got some players coming back Critical players returning for the Cowboys as they gear up for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And uh, today is Fan Friday, which means the mailbag is open. So we'll get to a couple of those questions. Not a couple, a good nice handful of those questions all across social media on all the platforms. Hey, if you don't know, I am Will Skywalker Steel right there. Make sure you follow me on Twitter at Skywalker Steel and all across other platforms as well. Instagram, Facebook, A to Z on Facebook, which we're getting rolling right here. Doug is in here on Facebook, Miss Patricia. I'm ready. I'm excited. Can you tell I'm excited? Can you tell I'm excited? Miss Jackie says, good morning, everyone. Are you excited? You know what? I'm not even going to, you know, I know how to do. If you're excited, I'll let my guy Stone Cold do the question. It is. Woo! I feel good. I feel real good. I feel real good about today. I feel really, real good about this weekend. And I think it may be because I think there's a football game next to the Cowboys versus the Bucks. We are one less than a week, less than a week away. So I am ready. I'm, I'm ready to roll, man. It's been a long off season. It's always like that, right? Like the off season, it comes. We're excited because you got free agency and then you got the draft and then you hit that dead that dead period and you're just like, oh man, are we ever going to get to the season? You know, then Dallas it was excitement going. Dak is back, he's signed, and he gets hurt. It, it was just one thing after another, but I think there was enough excitement drummed up in the offseason to to get the Cowboys Nation ready to roll. At least this guy here. But let me give a shout out to everyone. In the chat here, Justin Boone, Patricia, Kevin Samuels, T-Mac, Kevin, uh, Justin, oh, T-Mac, Dave, Mark Smith, Lionel, Miss Jackie, Patricia on Facebook, Dougie on Facebook, Tex, Lex, Adrian, what's going on, Adrian, Miss Jackie, of course, Jamal, Stevie Mac, the mod guy, Lewis, Dre, the great, Mike Harris, Jeremy Parker, and the many, many more coming through, C, Lewis, and my lady, Michelle, I see all you guys, man, I see all you guys, and uh, hey, if you're running this back on the podcast platform, you can look us up, A to Z Sports Live, and you'll see me, you'll see Mo, and uh, we're trying to get Mo to upload his, but you'll see our, our podcast, our, our morning shows and afternoon shows 
on there to catch on the run back. Shout out to Marcus on Twitter as well. Vel and Oscar. What's going on, Oscar? I'm ready. Yes, the world is definitely counting the Cowboys out, uh, Dre. But, hey, that's, you know, Super Bowl champions, opening week in Tampa. Right, that doesn't shock me. Yeah, that doesn't shock me not one bit. Not one bit. All right. So, with that said, oh, before we get into the roundup, let's real quick talk about uh, the practice squad. Because, you know, that that is obviously news. And we did get a couple guys back on that practice squad roster. So, let me, yeah, here we go. So let me uh, just go through this real quick and see what you guys think. I know, I know you see Ben DiNucci and your head is probably spinning right now, but I, I, we talked about this, right? Like this is, this was expected in my opinion. Ben DiNucci is Mike McCarthy's guy and he got his guy back. He got his guy back. So Ben DiNucci's back on the practice squad, uh, Specs Rex, Jaquan Hardy is back on the practice squad. And Nick Ralston. I think getting Hardy and Ralston back is pretty good. I, I liked Hardy as a practice squad guy. I don't know that he was ready to be the RB3, which we'll get to that as well. They signed a couple veterans. Nick Ralston was, I, you just knew Nick was going to be back, right? You just knew he was going to be back. I, I really like this because if one of the backs goes down, Ralston can come in and do a multitude of different things for you. He can catch it out the backfield. He can block and he can play special teams. So I'm down with Nick Ralston being on the practice squad. Miss Jackie says, why do we have Ben DiNucci? Because he's a Mike McCarthy guy. I, that's, that's my guess. He's a Mike McCarthy guy. I, I don't really see too, too much potential in him right now, but maybe that changes. Cause there's a guy that the Cowboys brought in who not that great himself, but we'll get to that. Brandon Smith, the, uh, the guy who caught the Ben DiNucci touchdown pass, the only Ben DiNucci touchdown pass in preseason is back, as well as Osiris Mitchell, one of those twin tower guys. He's it's like six foot five or six foot six, just a just a, a giant of a man. You could tell Dallas has a preference in their receivers. They have had that for like the last decade. Last decade. Dave Moore says, Young Jedi, the only reason why we signed him back is because they kind of have a grasp of the scheme. Oh, he's asking, uh, yeah, Dave, I mean, that, that, that could be true, but I feel like if you're on a practice squad, you can get a grasp of the scheme as the year goes on. But I think this is more to do with, like you said, being familiar one and two, he has some mobility to him so he can play that, you know, the practice squad guy is going to play the scout team quarterback. And because he can move a little bit, I'm not saying it's Kyler Murray. I'm not saying he's Michael Vick, but he can move. He's pretty fast, and uh, they can practice against that a little bit. So, man, I get it. I'm not too happy about it. Jeremy Sprinkle returns. We also talked about that. Now, let me preface this, guys. There are some veterans on this roster, the practice squad roster, that you're probably like, I thought they weren't eligible. In a normal year, they're not. But because of the COVID situation, they're keeping, if I'm not mistaken, similar practice squad rules as last year. So you can get a veteran, multiple veterans on the practice squad, call them up during the game. I think Sprinkle will be one of those guys to be your third tight end, as well as Darian Thompson, who's on the defensive side of the ball. Braylon Jones and then Isaac Alarcon, who doesn't count against your practice squad because of the international rules. All right. Jamal says, we only have two O-linemen 
players on the practice roster? Yes, as of now, but I think it's because they went super heavy in the season, right? Like, let me pull up this uh, real quick. Let me pull up the roster, the offensive line roster. <clears throat> yeah, they want heavy. They want Ty Seki, McGovern, Brandon Knight, and Terrence Steele. So you, you essentially, as your backups, you have nine guys that are likely going to dress or, or not even dress. They're on the 53. They're on the 53. So that's why they want light on the practice squad. So if you count the practice squad guys, there's 11 offensive linemen. Plus, Josh Ball was going on IR. Justin Hamilton returns, thank goodness. I hope he's actually a guy who gets called up because the Cowboys are light in the butt right now at defensive tackle. I don't know how many times we have to say this. Every show, I feel like we have to say this. Uh, there's a Twitter rumor out there about k Short. Um, looks like the guy I wanted, the cat from Tennessee, is retiring. Jarrell Casey, so there goes that. Austin, I'm not even going to try. I met him after practice one day, and I, and I butchered his last name. He returns, the Polynesian warrior. And then Breland Speaks was also on the Cowboys roster last year. He returns. I know you're probably like, well, where is Rondell Carter? Here's what I think happened, guys, with Rondell Carter. He's just tired of the Cowboys shit. He is. I think Rondell Carter said, you know what? I'll, I'll try my luck elsewhere to get some playing time. I thought he deserved to get some playing time. Some playing time. Um, I think it was a mistake to put Rondell Carter. I'm sorry, to put Azur Kamara on this team over Rondell Carter. I think you could have cut Kamara and brought him back on the practice squad and kept Rondell Carter. He has that versatility to go inside out. I'm not up in arms about it. I just think Rondell has some potential to be a really good role player as we move forward. So, uh, Calvin Jefferson says, Tristan Hill, question mark. Tristan Hill is on uh, the pup list. Doesn't count against your 53 after you activate him on the pup. So uh, he's not on the practice squad. He's not on the roster. He's out for at minimum six weeks. So you get Tristan back, but that's not till middle of the year. You need some help right now. And yes, T-Mac, Rondell did go to Arizona. So what happened was Rondell said, all right, I'm cut. I cleared waivers. Now I have the decision to go anywhere I want. And according to my guy, Patrick Walker, I won't give away their whole show. I, I produced the show, but I'm not going to give away the show. His people said that the Cowboys obviously went to Carter and said, hey, we want you back. You know, we want you back on the practice squad. He listened, but he also looked around the league, scoured around the league to see where he can get an opportunity. And he chose Arizona. So, and I don't blame him. You know, I don't blame him. This is the second year in a row Dallas has done this, and I th- I thought that Carter showed some potential. Julian Mack says, Kamara's, Kamara's too small, bad technique. What the F? I, I'm, I think it's strictly special teams. He's rare in that he's a defensive end slash outside linebacker build, like 6'4", 235-ish, so he can run down on all the special teams. He's tall enough to maybe if you want to do some – field goal block and stuff, punt block and stuff, but that's all I can think of, man. He's just not ready, uh, and that's okay. If, you know, you could have put him on practice squad, let him develop. It's just me. All right, let's finish this thing out. Deontay Burton, <laughs> after that last game, I think I'm going to call him Burton. That, I mean, oof, it's a rough game for him. Kyron Brown, that was a guy that I was interested in, in the Cowboys bringing back. They cut him early. He was a, He was part of the first round of cuts. 
Uh, he'll be interesting to keep an eye on if, if Dallas has to dig deep into their cornerback depth. And then Darian Thompson and Tyler Coyle, who I, Tyler Coyle, I was hoping uh, me, Boston Law were at practice uh, last week and we were like, hopefully we can sneak this guy on the roster. Former linebacker slash safety in college. I want to say Connecticut could be wrong. Um, hard hitter, physical guy, gets a lot of tackles in college. He did potential there, potential. And at safety, I can't get rid of potential. Cowboys don't have a lot of that. They have a ton of one-year deals. So y'all know how I feel about that. Thank you for the donation, Kev. Super chat. Kev says, hey, Skywalker, do you think our front seven can get pressure on their front seven? I'm guessing you're talking about Tampa. So what I'm going to try to do today is we'll, we'll touch a little bit on Tampa, but that's most of all the breakdowns will be next week because we're, we're Monday through Friday next week. So we'll break down individual position groups Monday all the way up to Thursday morning and then something later for Thursday night. So I'll touch on it a little bit, but I won't dive into everything today because it's Friday. It's feel good Friday. We got some news. We'll talk about that. We'll get the phone lines open as normal and uh, we'll get to the mailbag. But do I think the Cowboys front seven can get pressure on their front seven? I think so. I think so. It's But it's going to be more, in my opinion, about Tom Brady. They have a good front. But Tom Brady is like an extra blocker because he just knows what's coming. So we'll talk about what Osa had to say. We'll talk about it today and maybe next week. He talked about getting pressure up the middle. That's the key, getting pressure up the middle. What's up, Matt? Matt says, why not see if you can get some value with Connor Williams playing swing tackle? What's he built to play? At this point, Matt, my swing tackle is Zach Martin. My swing tackle is Zach Martin, period. And I'm going to keep hammering that home. He showed he could do it. He showed he could do it. All right, guys, you guys ready for the morning roundup? Wait, wait a minute. I said, are you ready for the morning roundup? Let's do this thing. It's time for it's time for the morning roundup. Round them up, boys. Okay. Good news. Good news on the day. Let's talk about that. Cowboys get back a lot of their critical players. Not saying that it was a surprise, right? But um, you want to get them back as soon as possible because they began to prep for Tampa yesterday. Wednesday, if I'm not mistaken. C.D. Lamb, Demonte KZ, Carlos Watkins, all returned from the reserve COVID list, according to sources per Todd Archer, and then the sources confirmed it, obviously, when they were at practice. Now, if I'm not mistaken, guys, if I'm not mistaken, Connor Williams is also on the COVID list, right? So I don't think he's back out there yet, but we'll look into that. We'll look into that. I have to, I have to, I have to check some things because I don't think he's back. But Dan Quinn is back. Dan Quinn is back. That's a good thing because we need him to get prepared for Tampa. And I just realized, y'all didn't hear my guy. Hold on. Y'all, y'all, hold on one time. 
give me a hell yeah. I said give me a hell yeah. Now y'all heard my guy. <laughs> I have it set up a different way. Thank you, Miss Jackie. Connor Williams is not back. Connor Williams is not back. On the injury front, and we'll talk about this later in the mailbag, Lyle Collins did not return to practice. They're easing him back in slowly. August 27th, uh, from this August 27th injury, compared to the last one. Mike McCarthy said he assumed he'd probably have an excellent chance to practice Sunday, but they're taking a cautious approach. Ooh, I, you know, we'll talk about this later, but I'm not liking this. And I got kind of a bold prediction. It, it may not even be that bold, but we'll talk about it later. <laughs> Do the shut folk. Cowboys do some roster shuffling. A lot of moving. Remember, the COVID, the IR, it's a whole lot of things going on right now. Kelvin Joseph, Josh Ball, Malik Turner, Neville Gallimore, Sean McKeon, and Francis Bernard have all hit injured reserve. We kind of prepared everyone for the Kelvin Joseph injured reserve thing on the last show, and obviously it went through, which is smart. It's a three-week Injured reserve list now. It's a groin. You don't want to rush that back. It's unfortunate, but it is what it is. So he's gone. With that, you get guys coming back, right? The Lamb, the KZs, the Carlos Watkins, which is extremely important to get Watkins back. And maybe the most important. This might sound crazy. (laughs) Maybe the most important. Jake McQuaid, the long snapper, was signed back. I know you're probably like, how is a long snapper important? Well, how the hell are you going to kick extra points? How the hell are you going to punt the ball? Unless you're one of those people that say, screw punting, screw kicking. We're just going to go for it every time. So Jake McQuaid is back. And according to Mike McCarthy, Brian Anger is expected to be back within 48 hours, uh, which was yesterday. So you may, be, you may see Brian Anger come back today. So that's where we're at with the roster shuffling. A lot of moving parts, which in part is why I didn't do a 53-man countdown because it was way too... There was literally about seven to nine roster spots up in the air. A whole bunch. T-Max says, I'm always optimistic, but Collins hasn't played in a year and can't make it through a practice. There is room for concern. Gotta give you one of these. Yeah. Jacob said, Madden, I go for it all the time. Yeah, I do too. I, sh- There's times I go for it on 4th and 14 just because it's mad. You know I mean? But people's jobs on the line. They're not going for it on 4th and 14. Not happening. Not happening. And then finally, the Cowboys signed a couple veterans to also help fill the roster. They went out and they signed quarterback Will Greer and running back Corey Clement. Now, if you guys remember Corey, won the Super Bowl, what have you, with the Philadelphia Eagles. But he was just on the New York Giants roster. So, the reason why I had to bring it, and this is a, this is one of the topics I want to talk about, because I think, I think the moves are worth talking about, and for different reasons, right? 
the Cowboys always were going to carry three running backs. Whether it be the fullback or whether it be an actual running back. They wanted Rico Dowdle to be the guy. Then he had a hip fracture, so he couldn't be the guy. So it was obvious they were going to scour the uh, the waiver wire for veterans. Me personally, I would have loved to get a G- Giovanni Bernard type. Uh, Giovanni Bernard en- ended up going to, <laughs> to the Patriots of all teams. Uh, but he's dealing with some hamstring hamstring issues right now. But Corey Clement's not a bad option for what the Cowboys obviously clearly, clearly want. So let's talk about it a little bit. My question to you guys, big deal, little deal, or no deal on the veteran signings? And I'll start with Corey Clement. I'm going to say it's a little deal. It's not no deal. I think it's a little deal, and here's why. He's not here because of his running prowess or his reception prowess. He has a, he has 163 total rushes in his career for 655 yards and seven touchdowns. So he's not that kind of running back. If they wanted that kind of running back, they should have went out and got Wayne Gallman. Good morning, Bessie, over on Facebook. Wayne Gallman was available, and I thought could have been an excellent choice here if they wanted that kind of running back. But he has nine total career touchdowns in his, in his, I think it's three or four years he's been in the league. Four years he's been in the league. But he's most known for this catch right here in the Super Bowl. Which was a controversial catch. I'm not going to lie to you. I remember I remember watching this Super Bowl, y'all. Disgusted. I don't think I've ever rooted for a team so hard in the Super Bowl. Not named the Dallas Cowboys, right? I've never rooted for a team so hard. There was people literally saying, ah, I hate the Patriots, screw the Patriots. That were Cowboy fans. I'm like, how in the world can you can you cheer for the Eagles in the Super Bowl? Oh, God. I was devastated when they won. Hated it. I lived literally in Eagles country up there in PA. So it was awful. But he's famous for uh, this controversial catch, which I don't think was a really a catch, but it is what it is. It is what it is. He's here now, so I'm going to root for you. But I wasn't rooting for you when you was on Philly. But what he's here to do is play special teams, guys. That's where I'll get at. He has more special team snaps than he has offensive snaps. 742 career special team snaps. So what does that tell me? What should it tell you? Is that Corey Clement's going to be active on game day. There will be three running backs active on game day. I'd be shocked. If he sees a single snap on offense, as long as 21 and 20 are healthy. So big deal, little deal, or no deal with Corey Clement. I say little deal. Jonathan says little deal. Dre, little deal. Stevie Mack says little deal. Yeah, so everyone kind of understands this signing with, with Corey Clement. Not anything to write home about, but a necessary move. A necessary move. Jonathan Barry says little deal. Yeah. Brian says that was the first Super Bowl, their first Super Bowl. Uh, and he said that was the first Super Bowl I wanted both teams to look. <laughs> you know, maybe this might sound crazy. I don't really have a problem with New England. I've never had a problem with New England growing up, any of that. I don't know what it is, man. I, I understand if, you could, if you'd hate them out of jealousy, right, because they keep winning these Super Bowls and they, they caught the Dallas Cowboys and eventually surpassed the Dallas Cowboys. But, I, you know, I, I don't I don't dislike them. I kind of, I don't want to say I envy them. 
I respect the hell out of them. I mean, when you win the way you win for 20 years, I like winners. What does uh, Mike Singletary say? I want winners. They win. And you know what kills me when people say, oh, they cheat. Come here. Come here real quick for those people. Let me, let me ask you something, Cowboys fans. If the Dallas Cowboys won six Super Bowls in a 20-year span, had one losing season in a 20-year span, been to 10 or whatever Super Bowls in a 20-year span, do you give a damn how it happened? <laughs> no. No. Listen, the Cowboys haven't been to the Super Bowl in 26 years. Okay, I don't care by hook or crook, Jerry. I don't care how it gets done. Deflate the balls, make them kick flat ball. I don't care. I don't. Fly drones now. Now they don't got to sit up in the stands. Fly a drone over the stadium. Speaking of which, I heard a story about a drone coming through Cowboys practice one year. But I'm I'm just saying. Can you hate that? How can you hate them? Unless it's, you hate that they're winning. That's all. That's all. That's all I'm saying. My Patriot fan. I just like winners. All right. Now, this next one for the veteran signings is one that I'm kind of like, all right, what are we doing, Dallas? I understand it, and we'll talk about it. Big deal, little deal, or no deal with Will Greer being signed by the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, career backup for the Carolina Panthers. Didn't beat out P.J. Walker, who we talked about on the last show, uh, one of the shows, being a solid backup guy. When it happened, like when he, when he was released, it was the first name Twitter popped up, Will Greer. It's been a while since I, my, my draft remembrance of him back at West Virginia, but I wasn't extremely impressed, but I was like, okay, let me go take another look at Will Greer. <laughs> I'm, I'm being nice here. I'm being nice here. Um, I guess he has potential as a as a a backup for the future, right? He's played better in the preseason this year. If you look at his preseason numbers, he has he's 22 of 31. He's 22 of 31 for 222 yards, 7.2 yards per completion. No touchdowns, no interceptions. 71% completion percentage. Not horrible. Not not horrible in preseason. And this is actually Will Greer against the Baltimore Ravens, which, which was his best performance of the 2021 preseason. He made a couple decent throws, some errant throws. Uh, but what I noticed when watching this film, because I said, let me go find his best game, not his worst game, right? And see what he did good and did bad in that game. The the one thing that stuck out to me was pocket awareness. Boy, does he get happy feet. <laughs> Will Greer gets happy feet, guys. Christopher says, uh, yo, he can run, bro, and he is accurate. I don't know about being accurate. I mean, he's been accurate. He's been accurate in preseason. Now, granted, I won't hold his regular season all the way against him, but, dude, when you listen to these stats and when you watched the games, granted, he was a rookie. This is Will Greer and his two appearances in the NFL. 
28 for 52, 228 yards, 53% completion. Zero touchdown passes, four interceptions. Big deal, little deal, or no deal on the signing of Will Greer. I could get tricky with y'all because y'all know how I do. But I'll, I'll do both. I'll say flat out, this is this is no deal. <laughs> this is a no deal to me. Um, I, I hope we don't get a chance to see anything from the cat. But again, I, I just feel like there may have been better options out there. I'm no, I'm no scout. I'm no quarterback guru. You know, but he's just not impressed with me, guys. It's not impressive to me. In fact, him and Cooper Rush aren't so different. He's more mobile. He's more mobile, but other than that, they they really aren't that different, in my opinion. I mean, I'm just just keeping it a bean. Uh, let me bring him up here, back here, so you guys can see him. I mean, again, this is his best game. I, I pulled up some of his best, some of the things he did best against his team, and some of the worst. Uh, Matt Professor O says he averages one interception every 13 passes. Y'all let me know. Stevie Mac says no deal, no dice. Dre the Great says no deal. Dougie says little. We give him a little deal. And this is where I could play a little bit. You you could go all the way and say it's a big deal, Dougie. Here's why. It's a big deal because you had other options. I'm not saying it is, but I'm just playing devil's advocate. You had other options, and we know that option was one Cam Newton. And Coach came out and talked about Cam Newton and the possibility of Cam Newton. But he also came out and talked about Will Greer as, as well. And we'll get to that here on the first word. So take a listen to Coach McCarthy and his words on Will Greer and the quarterback uh, situation. talk a little bit about what intrigued you about Will Greer and uh, with the three quarterbacks on the action and bringing Danucci back. Is that just an acknowledgement of where you are in COVID protocol and how something can wipe you out in a week? Well, I mean, I think like anything, I think Will McClay and their staff do an excellent job, you know, as as you go through training camp, you know, you're really, you know, they're, they're grading tape and they're, they're, they're weighing against the rest of the, you know, potential prospects around the league. I mean, that's I think it's pretty universal. So, you know, um, I'm, I'm kind of screwed up on what day it is here. So today's Thursday. So I guess it would have been Tuesday night. Um, so when that, you know, that whole process of when they come across the wire, staying up throughout the night, and then they had everything ready for us as coaches when we came in. So uh, just going through that process of looking, you know, each position that we felt that we, we needed to potentially look at, um, you know, then going through the quarterback position, you know, it was. Will we felt was the best best prospect out there. Um, obviously, remember when he came out of West Virginia. You know, Doug actually coached him in Florida. You know, for a year, uh, Doug Nussmeyer. So I had a chance to study him when he was in Carolina two years ago. So we, we you know, felt like through the personnel department and the coaching staff, we felt like we had really good information on him, and we thought he'd be a great fit for us. So. I think what really got Will here was Doug, right? He played two seasons under Doug Nussmeyer at Florida, I believe. Um, not a not a ton because I think he got in trouble in college, and that's why he transferred to West Virginia. Uh, the chat seems a bit conflicted. Um, some people are saying, you know, my guy Choctaw Montana, he says he's better. Where you go, Choctaw? 
He says, uh, Will Greer is better than Russ. He's younger and is in Dallas. That's a way better situation. Um, he, he, he may be. He, he, he may be better than, than Rush. I, listen, I've seen him play in the league. It was terrible. So we're, it's just it's kind of more so optimism if you're saying he's better than so-and-so because he's he was terrible. Rush hasn't really played in the NFL yet aside from preseason. And, and Rush has low-key been the preseason darling every year he's been in the league. So that's why I don't take it serious because it's preseason. And he, he has three pass attempts in the NFL. Greer has two games, zero touchdowns, four interceptions. 53% completion. He looked bad. He's a rookie. He was a rookie. I get it. But I went back and I watched two games. I'm not going to sit here and tell you I watched his whole preseason. I'm not going to say that. I went back and watched a couple of his preseason games. And I saw some, some, some happy feet. Seeing some ghosts. And I get worried about guys that don't have pocket awareness and he may not have, you know, Cooper Rush may have a little bit of a worse arm. Greer's arm's not that much better. But at least Rush seems to understand it up here. So, and I'm no way advocating for Rush. Y'all know how I feel. No way advocating for that guy. I just don't look at Will Greer as, as whatever. That's how I see it right now. So hopefully, you know, hopefully it gets better. Hopefully we don't got to see him. <laughs> That's the thing. Uh, Dre the Great says a better Ben DiNucci. Matt, Professor O. Professor O. Hey, get ready, Professor O. Professor O's obscure stat starts next week. So holla at me after. We're going to talk about that. He says bad pass percentage, 22.4%. He's basically Ben DiNucci with Cooper's arm strength. Yeah, his arm. His arm's not good. Hank with a, with a long one here. All right, Hank, you talking about Dak Prescott. We're we're talking about Will Greer right here and seeing what you guys think. Big deal, little deal, no deal on him. CJ says McCarthy doesn't sound too happy about him. The thing about McCarthy, you can't take his press press conferences in any way. McCarthy is very mundane. Um, very, he's not trying to give you anything. He's going to speak his mind. Don't get me wrong, but he's not. He's not a press conference great per se. That was Jason Garrett. Jason Garrett can go out there and he not he knew how to work a press conference. Not Mike McCarthy. If you want to call into the show, 351-999-3787 on this Feel Good Friday. Let me know how you guys are feeling. And at the end of the show, you know how we do. Let me know what makes you feel good going into the weekend. We'll talk about that later. John Marshall says, we have three practice squad guys behind Dak. Hey, man, we just need to hope for good health. Damn, that's kind of true. That is kind of true. See, I love that way you put that together. Greer is a practice squad guy to me. Obviously, so is Danucci, and so is Cooper Rush. There's legitimate backups, and then there's practice squad guys or QB3s. You got three QB3s behind Dak Prescott right now, in my opinion. That's just that's just me. That's just me being honest with you guys. All right, let's get into the phone lines here. 254, what it is, what it do? 254, you are on the line. What's up? Okay, 254 is gone. You know, we we also got to watch. Stevie Mac, thank you for pointing that out last show. But let's not give that person any. <laughs> we got to watch. That's all I'm going to say. Hoxton says, I'm worried about our secondary against Tampa. Yeah, yeah, we'll talk about that. How you doing, Miss Sheila? Professor O says QB1 and QB3 
Oh, QB one and three QB threes. That's that's just how it feels. That's just how it feels. B wine here. Here is an interesting take. I hear this all the time, right? How many legitimate backups are there in the league? Can't be more than a handful. I'm gonna flip it on you, B wine. There's a ton of legitimate backups in the league. A ton. There's only a handful of quality starters. See, that's where it's different. I'm 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 almost positive you can find way more than a handful of backups. Of backups. But starters is where it dwindles down significantly. Significantly. All right, before I actually put you through 410, let me get you on here, 410. State your name, where you from? Okay, this is Chris. Good. I, now I, I can put you through, Chris, because we had some situations before. So now I got to kind of, I got to, I got to filter out these calls. Now, what's up, brother? No, man. Um, look, like I said in the, in the, in the comments, man. Look, Cam, Cam Newton would have been here, bro, if he was vaccinated, bro. It's not a doubt in my mind because they probably had a lot more better tape on Cam than uh, than um, than Will Greer. Um, because you got to think about it. Last year, he had Cam Newton had no offseason with, with New England, bro. They were just trying, they were just ready to go to another direction. And then on top of that, Belichick was worried about Cam being unvaccinated, knowing that he got a fresh quarterback that's not that's not that's, that is vaccinated. And Rothman said, "You know what? I'm gonna go with this guy rather than have that worry, and he can get the whole team inf- uh, infected and all that stuff." So, yeah, you know what I, I'm I, that's I, awesome. that's the only reason he's not uh, not a cowboy, really. I also think I also think Bill decided to roll with Matt because Matt proved that he can he can at least handle it. He knows he's going to go through some ups and downs with Matt. If Matt Jones looked awful, he may have right. just rolled the dice with Cam. But when you got Cam, a right combination there. of Matt Jones looking really damn good, plus Cam yeah. Newton not being vaccinated, yeah, yeah, they're not going to risk it. And then on top of that, yo, I, I swear, yo, I swear, yo, and you can probably test this, test this with me. I swear, yo, I thought Matt Jones would be a 49er, yo. I swear to God, yo. No, no lie, yo. I understand Trey um, Lance is a beast. You know what I'm saying? But I thought Matt was going to be – because they went to his practice two mm-hmm. times yeah. during the draft process. I'm like, hold up. I, think I it's, understand Matt Jones smart and everything like that, but, yo, he, yo. I think we, we yeah, now can – with hindsight, we can say I think the interest may have been real, but it was – I think it was more, hey, look at this hand while, while tricky with this hand. Because they clearly went with Trey Lance, right? So they they they, yeah. they got who they wanted. Um, you don't trade up and not know who you want. I think for whatever That's reason true. they were playing That's some true. type of smoke screen. Uh, but but yeah. but Mac, I think Mac ended up in the best possible place for Mac Jones. Mac Jones, yeah, straight up though. No, I'm trying to tell you though. Even though they uh, even though New England read up last year, um, I mean uh, um, read up this year um, in the off season. I think for real for on just on paper, 49ers got a better team. Oh, got better oh, oh, for sure. For sure. Absolutely. Okay. Uh, they're better at the quarterback position now. They have, they have two legitimate quarterbacks. Jimmy Garoppolo, you can say right. what you want to say, but he's he's legitimately at the very worst a, a, a mid-tier starter, right? And then if he has right. to be your backup to Trey Lance, then he's a quality backup. And they have a good backup, defense. Right. They have a, a good offensive head coach. They're, they're a talented squad. Yeah, they're a better team in my opinion. Oh, yeah. Sure. And I told I told I told my my boy who a Forty Nine fan like bro the only reason y'all wasn't in the, in the conversation for the playoffs last year because I got hurt that injury bug hit the whole team. Oh then yeah they got injured real bad real real bad. Bad right because I was like 
damn, like, I thought our situation was bad in Dallas, yo. I'm like, Here, Here's what I'm interested to see about the 49ers. Robert Silas knows they're it, it, not, no longer there. That's what I'm, yeah, if, that's if, saying, I was yeah. about to say that. I was about to say that. They were yeah, good. That, Their defense, with all the injuries to the team, was still a pretty solid defense for the most part under Robert Silas. They played a lot of them. Pretty solid, right. But now I want to see can they can they can they uh, get back to that form that they was that with the new the new defense coordinator though because um Robert not being there knowing he holds everybody accountable that's that's gonna be that's gonna be that's gonna be a little tricky you know what I'm saying yeah I think they got a, a somebody in the chat want to help me out here I think there's a former player is their defensive coordinator now oh yeah. Demico Ryan Demico Ryan there you go yeah when I saw that I was like wow because yeah. I, I he's still kind of young and I remember Demico when, when he was playing with Houston. Yeah. And, uh, so, yeah. Yeah. That's. We'll see how that works. Oh yeah, most definitely. I mean, I'm just, yeah, I'm just excited. I, I the only person I really want to well, like, cause I know you know what I'm saying we gotta let some let some people go because people come back from COVID and everything. If they can, if they can somehow not let go, let go, Simi, I'd be happy, bro. I'm sorry, uh, I'd be happy. He, he's not. He's not getting cut Simi, anymore. He's Simi, on the team now. Cause Simi, yo, yo, Simi, yo, once Simi gets developed, bro, and learn from Amari, learn from CD, learn from Michael how to be a pro, yo, it's oh my god, he has the potential. I, 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 I think he absolutely has the potential. He has the potential, but how he's fast? Cheating. How fast is he going to develop? We'll can see. he learn? Right? Yeah, yeah. How fast? Yeah. How fast can he learn the playbook? Yeah. Straight up. Uh, how you doing, right? Uh, All right, but let me get some more phone calls, man. Appreciate you though. All right, bro. I'll holla at you. Have yeah, a good man. weekend, bro. I will. All right, let's get two. There's two two five fours in here. Two five four two nine zero. What it is? What it do? What's What's going on, Scott? LG two five four. What's good with you, man? I'm good, brother. It's feel good Friday. How you? Oh man, you know what? I'm just you know headed to Louisiana. Just oh, be, doing be, my thing, man. Be careful down there, man. Some prayers to all those. Oh guys. yeah, man. You know, yes, sir. We we definitely sending prayers to Louisiana and up the East Coast to all that's affected by that storm. But uh, I do want to speak to you about something. You know, uh, I really want to just first give you your flowers, man, because I definitely appreciate what you do. Oh, thanks, man. Uh, I know it's not easy no. because you know we got a lot of optimistic Cowboy fans out here that really take, I guess not understanding what we're up against, especially with this uh with this this Tampa Bay team, man. And I think people don't understand we're facing Tom Brady. <laughs> you know what I mean? And it's not just a uh, uh, a Tom Brady in New England. This is a Tom Brady with weapons, man. And I watched that last preseason game and oh, I did too. I would like get. Ooh, you watched that game, boy. I, I tell you, he looked like he didn't uh, miss a beat. I know. And for us to think that we're just gonna go up there because we got seventy percent change turnover on our defense is foolish. To think that mm. we were are we gonna we're gonna go up there and everything is just gonna click because we changed the defense. Now, I'm not a, a pessimistic by no Me means. Either. You know Me what I'm either. saying? I'm optimistic. I really think this season is going to be special. But for people, and and, and, and specifically, like, you know, a lot of uh, 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 bloggers and things like that, they're really thinking that, oh, man, you know, you don't have confidence in the team because you don't think that, you know, we, we can win this game. It's not that I don't think that we can win this game. I look at logic and I look at tendencies. 
this Cowboy team struggles with great quarterbacks. And like, you're facing the greatest quarterback of all time it's, it's with really weapons. Hard, it's really hard to argue with you, right? Here's the, here's the thing, right? Me personally, I can't speak for any other bloggers, any other you know people that cover the team, whatever. Me personally, I tell you guys all the time, I feel like I have an obligation here. Yes, I am a fan, but I'm also here to to be real with you. And I think sometimes certain certain fans can take the you being real and, and, and showing both sides of the coins as, oh, you're pessimistic or, oh, you're scared. No, that's not the case. Here's that's how the, the case, Cowboys God. can beat the team. Here's how they could lose to said team. We're going to talk about both of them. End of the day, I want them to win, but I am not blindly optimistic, and I'm not going to sit here and act like that Tampa Bay team is not good. But let's talk about how the Cowboys can beat them, and let's talk about win, if the Cowboys lose, right. this, this, may, this may be the reason why. That, that, that's, that's me. That's how I'm approach it every week of this season. I'm never going to be this rah-rah, we're going to blow them out 17-0 guys. There's a ton of those fans, and we need those in the community, right? But – that ain't exactly. me here. That's all I'm saying. That's not that's not Sky. Hey, let me tell you a, a signing that they had that's terribly underrated. Bernard. When I seen he was injured. I, it, 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 Bernard. Yeah. That signing terrified me this game one because he is a mismatch nightmare for for this team. For this team, he's a mismatch nightmare. With all those weapons, you're going to be, all right, how do we stop Mike Evans? How do we stop Antonio Brown? How do we stop uh, Gronk? You're going to be concentrating on all those, and guess who sneaks out the backfield? Giovanni Bernard. Bernard. Tom Brady's favorite. Oh, go ahead. No, no, I was going to say Bernard was the, I guess, the final missing piece to how they wanted to build that offense. That offense really, that offense isn't Bruce Arians' offense. You know what that offense is? That's Tom Brady's offense. New England, that's Tom Brady's Bruce, office. Bruce, Bruce and that Aries. was just James White. Bruce, yeah, there you go. That's James White. James White, Rex Burkhead, Shane Vereen. That's Bernard was going to be that guy. Because Rojo. Stephen Ridley. Stephen Ridley. Rojo and Fournette are not those type of, of running backs. They were missing that last oh. piece, and they got it. Now, he may not play against the Cowboys. We'll see what's going on with his hamstring. Oof. But uh, for the duration of the season, that was a really good pickup by them. And they're going to have a, they're going to be a fun oh, offense to watch. Fun offense, and if you're a Cowboys fan and you watch that Bucks team, you got to be praying and hoping that Jordan Lewis is on his best game because Antonio Brown looked like the Antonio Brown of 2015, 2016. <laughs> oh, he was oh, cutting oh. on a dime. Let, and, and that's and that's another. And again, I don't want to get too 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 far into the game to, to the Tampa because we're going to go Tampa all week next week. So make sure you come through. But here's the here's I the thing. Will. A lot of us, and we're fans, and the Cowboy fans, we kind of just mostly focus on the Cowboys. But, again, me being who I am, I have to kind of poke my head around everywhere to, to, to get a sense of who we play. Everything coming out of Tampa is Antonio Brown is Antonio Brown of old. That's, that's what I'm hearing. So that's all I'm saying is that it's going to be a, a dogfight against that receiving core if Antonio Brown is the Antonio Brown of old. So that's what I'm hearing come out of town. Okay, and I, this is my last point. This is what you're you're hoping for, and your hope is that the Dallas run game shows up. If that Dallas run game can show up, you have a you have a chance in this game. But if you gonna if you think that you're gonna go toe to toe with Tom Brady and that defense, you well. So I'm gonna be I'm gonna be real with you. Terrible, I'm I'm far less. 
I'm far less worried offensively for the Cowboys. Like, as long as Dak Prescott is healthy, he'll have to get through some kinks, some rust in the first quarter or whatever. But I, I feel confident that Dallas, at the end of the day, can 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 move the rock and score. But, um, Scott, I, 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 I want to cut you off right there. If you got to get through kinks and, 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 and uh, uh, roadblocks with Tom Brady at the helm, especially – you know he's going to come out firing. You cannot afford to go down 14 No, no, you can't. And, and that's where you the can't. defense needs to hold the water, at least until the Cowboys' offense catches up. Hopefully it doesn't take long, right? Hopefully they come out the gates firing. Right. But, but realistically yes, speaking, with, with injuries and, and with time missed, it's just you can't sit here and be like, ah, well-oiled machine from the first snap. Let's be real. Yes. yes. So let me well, get. Thank you, Scott, man. I ain't going to yeah, take no up problem. your time and get you some more calls, man. I appreciate you, man. appreciate everything you do. I appreciate sure. all the Cowboy bloggers, even the ones that are optimistic, because we need that, like you said, man. God bless you, man. And uh, I'm going to continue to support. And uh, thank you, man. I thank, appreciate you. Thank you, good brother. Appreciate you calling calling in as always. Yeah, uh, I, I'm, I'm optimistic. I'm just not blindly optimistic. I'm optimistic. Just cautiously optimistic. And with certain things. Offensively, I'm good. I feel good that the offense will be fine throughout this year. Week one, there may be some rust. I talk about it all the time. But we're going to break it all the way down next week for sure. Now, now Montana, call in if you want to, Montana, for sure. We I got time for more callers. It's still a little early. Um, but you did say this, which I found very interesting. Tampa barely beat a bad Washington offense in the wild card game. That was like 10 months ago, right? Maybe not 10 months ago, but that was, that was eight, eight months ago. This isn't, this isn't, this isn't Tampa in January, right? Like this is, this is different. And if we're being real, the Washington Washingtons have the kryptonite to a Tampa, I'm sorry, to a Tom Brady led offense. And that is a what? A front seven. A pass rush interior presence, not a hopeful interior presence, not a hopeful pass rush, not a hopeful defense. Remember, let's be real. The Cowboys and Cowboys fans were all living on the hope creed with the defense. You haven't seen it yet, right? Remember my guy from, uh, what was that? Pineapple Express. I seen it. I seen Washington's defense do what they did to Tom Brady. Name me a time you sink the Cowboys defense last year, do something to a quarterback of stature. I gotta see it. And if that if, and if that if that makes you mad, if that makes you say, Sky, you ain't you ain't a real fan, or you ain't so be it. I gotta see it. I gotta see these pieces come together. I gotta see these rookies week one be Chase Young. Be Jonathan Allen. Be uh, uh, who's the other cat that they had in the inside from Alabama? Be these guys. Montez Sweat. They had the kryptonite. I just find it funny you brought up the Washington Washingtons, but you left out what that team did to, to uh, who was it? Drew Brees. Aaron Rodgers. Patrick Mahomes. That's all. Miss Jackie says, but Skywalker, the thing, we are the same Dallas team that lined up last year. No, I don't think we are. 
I think on defense we're different. I think we're going to be the Cowboys are going to be better on defense. Just talking about week one, going up against that offense is going to be a battle. That just is what it is, and we'll break it all down. All right, 614. 614, what it is, what it do? What up, Sky? This is Montana. I man. thought so. I thought so. We've been waiting. What's going on, man? Not much, man. Yeah, I've been listening to a lot of Cowboy fans. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm I'm scared for we want. Listen, don't say. See, I hate. I don't. If, if Cowboy fans are saying they scared, that's ridiculous. It ain't about being scared. Listen, listen, Cowboy Nation. I have one thing to say. Give it to him. It's week one. They're going to make mistakes. These are young guys out there. Let them get past the first half. It would change the second half. It's going to be struggles on both teams. You know what I'm saying? Struggles for both teams. It's the first game. They got to get their jitters out. Yeah, it, it would have been nice. I mean, again, you know how I feel about preseason. I don't think Dak needed to play. But it would have been nice on, on the Cowboys fans' morale if we had seen the Cowboys offense get a few series together because I'm going to be real. I watched I watched the dress rehearsal game for, for Tampa. I know it was against Houston, but, I mean, boy, them boys is looking like a well-oiled machine. And, and, and so you may, you may say there's going to be some rust for both teams. There may not be no rust for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Man, there's going to be rust for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, too. This is not – we can't use – the Houston Texans, like, they gave up 90% of their their playoff team. So, it's not like yeah, they it, were it, facing. And there's know, a caveat. It is, it is, yeah, there, it is Houston. You can't overreact. But I tried to say, okay, forget the defense. Let me see how the timing, right? Let me see how the flow of the game offensively for Tampa. That's what I was watching. I'm like, boy, these, these boys is flowing. You know, they're flowing. Yeah, they, and, and the Cowboys, we the Cowboys fans, we can't go into the game saying Cowboys offense is flowing because we just haven't seen it, right? Now you got Lyle Collins, who may not practice until next week. You know, Tyron Smith in and out of the lineup. Dak Prescott in and out of the lineup. Connor Williams in and out of the lineup. What, what's, flowing, what's, what's, what's flowing about that? So they're going to have to come out, weather the storm. If they can weather the storm, get caught up, and now we're talking. Now let's play ball. I mean, but the thing, the thing I'm saying, this guy is like people, you know, tweaking over our defense or whatever. But I'm like, it's not going to be on the Dallas Cowboy defense to win this game. It's going to be, can we keep the ball clean? Yeah, clean game. Can we win on special special teams? Can we win up front and can we win on special teams? That's going to be the deciding yep. factor of this game. Absolutely. Trust me. And that's that's the first. Unit we're going to talk about on Monday because Monday we're going to do Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday we're going to do all matchups, and the first unit is going to be the Cowboys' defensive line versus Tampa Bay's offensive line, and that's going Wait, to, I in my like, opinion, be the factor, the the, the the determining factor of this game. But I feel like it's just crazy on how Tom Brady goes to the Bucks. And all of a sudden, they got the best line in the league. Like, huh? Well, well don't don't forget they signed, uh, they drafted the cat from I want to say Iowa, who played at like a like a Pro Bowler last year, and I believe they signed another another quality uh, offensive lineman. They didn't just 
go to Tampa, or he didn't just go to Tampa and they kept the same line. They brought in about two or three starters, and that helped their line become better. So Tampa was smart. They brought in Tom Brady, and then they shored up the things to keep Tom Brady afloat, and that's the offensive line. And 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 I mean, go ahead. I mean that's fine, but you still got to think though. We have veteran guys who know how to manipulate the younger guys on that. That's why I'm saying, like, y'all like, oh, well, Washington had a formidable, but they still had guys who know how to use their hands on the front four. We have guys that know how to use their hands on the front four. Montana, I'm I'm excited just like you to see what this defensive line can do. I like Brent Urban. I like Bohanna. I like Osa. I like Parsons being part of it. Randy Gregory, D'Lo, I like these guys. I'm, I'm excited to see what they can do, especially for the for the duration of the season. I'm, I, they're not that Washington front. I don't even want to compare them to that front, right? Like, let's just be real. Let's take off our fandom hat real quick and be real. Our, our front is not even approaching that front, right? Realistically. But, man, that Washington front is kind of overrated for real if you think about it. If they was that fucking good, excuse my language, if they was that good, why did they only win one more game than a beat-up Dallas team? You want to know why? Do you, do you should know this question. It ain't, this it, ain't just, it ain't just quarterback <laughs> play. It ain't just quarterback play. It was play calling, too. It was offensive play calling. I was watching a lot of those games, and it was a lot of the play calls that was putting, you it's, know, a horrible quarterback no, in a Montana, situation. It's no different than why did the Dallas Cow- Why have the Dallas Cowboys not been able to get over the hump the last few years? The Cowboys' defense <laughs> couldn't help the offense. So Washington's offense couldn't help the defense. That's that's why they were 7 and 9. And to be honest with you, the 7 and 9 is pretty kind of it's kind of impressive given the fact that their quarterback and their offense was kind of trash. So, you know, and and fortunately, Montana, I don't think they addressed the quarterback position well enough. So they they may still float around they at 500. Did, but- I still think I still think Fitch Patrick will do a serviceable job to push that defense, you know, a little bit more. Yeah. But it's not about Washington, it's about Dallas. And all I'ma say is how about them damn cowboys? I... And we we going we gonna be in this game. We might lose, but we are not gonna get blown I, out. I'm with you. I don't believe for a second the Cowboys are going to get blown out. That's not going to happen. I don't want people to put me in the box of the people that are scared. And I don't want people to put me in the box that's going to say the Cowboys are 17 and 0. We went in the Super Bowl and we're going to blow out the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. That ain't me. Don't put me in none of those boxes, fam. Yeah, don't put me in those boxes. Y'all know me. Y'all know how we do on this show. We going to talk it out. I like to talk it out. And that's what we're doing, Montana. And I appreciate you. Hey, I appreciate you for having me, man. Have a good day, Scott. You too, brother. You too. Um, All right, dude. Man, great call as always by Montana. I, I, I truly do appreciate, you know, those who have that optimism. 972, I'm going to get to you in a second here. Uh, but I'm I'm trying to be that voice of reason, which that might be a little, uh, be a little uh, for, foresight there. Or shadow, uh, but I'm trying to be the voice of reason for y'all. That's all. Uh, shout out to you, Kose. Let me get the, let me get this lined up for you. Boom. Super chat. 
999 donation. He says, go Cowboys. We beating the Bucks ass. I'm with it. Jovan Brooks says, our front seven with a $10 donation. Super chat. Our front seven is going to have to dominate this game. Totally agree. We've been ever since ever since the schedule came out, that's front seven's going to have to handle this game. Gonna have to. And we're gonna get real real into the details on it. I love Cozado. We're gonna beat the Bucks. Cause you know, cause cause you know who the biggest cheerleader right now is, and I love it, man. My guy Vach. My guy Vach. So we're gonna beat the what he said, we're gonna beat the shit out of the Bucks. I, I love it. Because we need those kind of fans as well. And even in those kind of content creators waving that flag. Because at the end of the day, that's how we all want to feel as fans. But I don't live in La La Land <laughs> all the time. Sometimes. Like, I get in La La Land sometimes with certain players, certain, you know. I respect certain opponents. And this is one of them. This is one of them. All right, look, we got a couple callers on the line. But before we get to those callers, guys, I finally can announce what we're going to be doing on game day. I feel like this is a good a, a good time of the show to go ahead and talk about this. Before we get to the mailbag and before we get into the phones, we're going to transition into this. And I appreciate you guys being here. I really do. Paul says, so, Sky, you think we're losing Thursday night? No, 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 no. I'm not bringing, I'm, I'm not bringing predictions right now here on Friday. That's next week, probably on game day, honest. Uh, but we're going to talk about how the Cowboys can win and if the Cowboys lose, why they would lose. Predictions, you have to wait for the predictions. Uh, but speaking of which, let me ask you something. Did you guys check out the Jesse Holly Deep Blue documentary last night? I mean, the Deep Blue series that, and the war stories and all those things that the Cowboys do is phenomenal. And yesterday they dropped one for, from, for Jesse Holly called Reality to Hollywood. And I thought it was, it was great. You know, I've heard the story a ton of times. Um, Jesse and I have developed a relationship over the last year. He's been on the show. If you guys have been around this channel a ton. So I was very, very intrigued about this documentary. And it's funny because he knew this was going on. He didn't tell me. Uh, he showed us a couple days ago. <clears throat> excuse me. A couple days ago, the, the uh, trailer. And I was like, wow. But it was a great documentary. So Cowboys fans, y'all said, yes, sir. Uh, I've seen it. JR said Holly's was the best one. I, I agree, too. T-Max said Jesse's doing his thing. That documentary was nice. It was. And he is. And he is. So with that said, here is the special announcement for the 2021 season that I think you guys will enjoy. Check it out. Cowboys Nation, come out and enjoy Game Day Live at Texas Live with Will Steele of A to Z Sports Dallas and former Dallas Cowboy Jesse Holly live on location at Revolver Brewhouse. Every game of the 2021 season, pregame, halftime, and postgame shows will never be the same. That's right. Finally. Y'all know how long I've been holding this in. For a long time. And I got to play some celebratory music because I am excited. Every game day of the 2021 season. Skywalker Steel. Jesse Holly, Hosting game day live. Pre-game show. Halftime show. Post-game show. 
live on location at Texas Live. Give me some fire emojis if you fired up from that, man. Woo! I am fired up. Do you know how long we had to keep this in? Till the T's got got crossed and the I's got dotted. Matter of fact, if you want to see it again, I'm going to play it again. I'm going to play it again because it got me fired up. Cowboys Nation, come out and enjoy Game Day Live at Texas Live with Will Steele of A to Z Sports Dallas and former Dallas Cowboy Jesse Holly live on location at Revolver Brewhouse every game of the 2021 season. Pre-game, halftime, and post-game shows will never be the same. <laughs> so happy, man. <laughs> I'm, I'm so happy, and I'm glad I got to share this information with you guys, because this is for you guys. So if you're in the Dallas area, Arlington area, DFW, whatever, you're not doing nothing on game day, you want to switch up your game day routine, come check out me and Jesse at Texas Live. It's going to be fun, man. It's going to be fun. i seen somebody in here say... Jesse looked tall compared next to you. No man, Jesse tall. Okay, and we were joking about that a little bit when we were when we had when we were at the meeting. And I've always every time I see him, I'm like man, goddamn, Jesse's six three, y'all. He's not some little dude. He's not some little dude. But man, I am really appreciating the kind words in the chat here. John says, "Good for you, my guy." Jesse is that dude. That's what's up. Fire emojis. Mom Duke says she didn't even know. Yeah, I, I dropped that on you too, huh? Uh, DJ Dog said, I knew when you moved to Dallas, big things were happening for you. Congratulations, guy. Thank you, man. Thank you so much. Uh, Paul Smothers with the, with the fire emojis. Yo, got flame, says Iceberg Q. Congrats, says Jay. That's dope, says T-Mac. I'm, man. It's, uh, yeah, I've been, I've been wanting to tell y'all this for a long, long time. But finally, it's here. And um, I'm excited. Please come out. Please, please, please come out. If you're in the area and you have nothing to do. Um, and you want to change up your game day routine, we'll be live. You'll be able to chat with us. I think at some point we'll have a microphone for you guys to ask us questions uh, pregame, possibly postgame as well. And if you know Jesse, if you know Jesse for the postgame shows, you know it's fire. You know it's fire. All right. Before I, before I get to, because y'all know I love this stuff, man. I love this stuff. I love y'all. I love talking Cowboys. I love this stuff. And, and to, to be able to do this with Jesse, the former Dallas Cowboy, great human being. We've been this is we've been talking for months on, on end. I just couldn't say anything. So when this documentary dropped, when he told us on Monday that this documentary was going to drop on Thursday, I said, this is divine. This is divine. This is a, this is meant to be. Doc drops the next day. We we announce our uh, game day live. So it's awesome, man. It's awesome. All right, let's get back to the phone lines. Three, two, five. What it is? What it do? Hey, Sky. This is Rika. What's going on, Rika? Thank you for holding. Appreciate you. No problem. Hey, hey, I'm excited about the game day shows. I am I'm so too. excited. I am, am going to, week three, I'm going to change my pregame plans. I'm going to drop by. 
Oh, sweet. Oh, yeah, the week three is, yeah. the, is the Eagles game. Oh, my goodness. It's going to be pandemonium. So, about this week one game. Mm. <laughs> um, man, and I'm going to talk a lot about this tomorrow night. My new show starts tomorrow night at 8 o'clock. But um, I'm going into this thing with my expectations really measured expecting our defense so young, so many rookies to come out against Tampa Bay and get the win through a score is is really a tall order. It really is. So I don't think that we necessarily need a winning score to have a good game in Tampa Bay. That's not what I'm going to be looking at. I'm looking at the offense. I want to see ball security. I want to see a diverse playbook. And I want to see an offense that performs well in the red zone. On the defense, I want to see guys that are on assignment. Um, and I want to see some some significant stats for tackles for loss. Um, I want to see coming out of special teams, I want to see good fourth down decision making. Um, those are the things I'm looking for. And if we... On the scoreboard, have the loss, but I see all of those things that I'm going to feel really good about how the rest of the season is going to yeah. look. Riker, I don't you're... think that we need a win in Tampa Bay to be proud of this team and to know that we're going to have a good season moving forward. Those are excellent points. You're preaching, and by the way, y'all, y'all, y'all heard her, right? Rika knows what she's talking about. I'm going to have her plug her stuff at the end of this uh, call. But um, you're preaching along the same lines I've been kind of preaching weeks ago, months ago, and that is the result is not the end-all, be-all of the game. That may that may hurt a lot of people because you're like, what do you mean? It's win or loss. There's no gray area. Eh, I mean, the result of week one does not dictate your season. Let's just flip it to the other side. Tampa Bay got smacked by New Orleans last year, right? In in in, Tamp- in uh, Tom Brady's first year, and a couple new pieces on defense, a couple new pieces on offense, whatever. They got smacked, and they won the Super Bowl. <laughs> so it's not about yeah. it's not all about the result. I've been preaching. It's about how did we get to the result? How did the Cowboys get to the final score, be it a win or loss? Because you can win ugly and have a lot of things to clean up, and you can be like, Phew, we escaped one there but it wasn't pretty, you'll take the win. Or there's no moral victories, but if, if you lose week one, that might be the only time you can be like, you know what, they, they, play, they play well. They happen to lose on the last second field goal. I can hold my head high here and, and look forward to the rest of the season. Uh, but but the, end result, the end result of this game should not, one way or another, freak out Cowboys fans. That's just my opinion. Right. It doesn't have to be an indictment on what the rest of the season is going to look like. And also, it's important to remember that every loss is a learning opportunity if you're serious about this game. And I think that uh-huh. Micah Parsons, that Nation Wright, and that Oso Odegizua, I think these are guys who are serious about being good football players and winning games. So if they take a loss in Tampa Bay – they're all going to learn something significant. And I can't think of anybody better to teach you a lesson about football <laughs> than Tom Brady and his receivers. You know, uh, you know. They're going to learn something 
that is going to carry them and make them better through the rest of the season in week one if they take that loss. These boys better get time. That's all I'm going to say. They better get to time. Period. Right. Yep. Mm-hmm. Great call. Great call. Hey, let them know where they can find your work because you write articles as well. Yes, you can find me on Twitter at Chains Moving. You can find me on Facebook, first name Rika Moves, last name V Chains. And like I said, I have a new show that starts tomorrow night, 8 o'clock Central, called Keeping Up with the Joneses. And I'll be dropping those links on Twitter all day tomorrow. So come join me in the chat. Say hi. It's going to be a really fun show. Um, it's not going to be stat heavy or scheme heavy or play heavy. It's really just a round table group of fans. And if you were hanging out in our living room with us on Saturday night, having a beer, what would we be talking about? Check her out. Check her so, out guys. She's a good follow. All right. Thank you, Sky. Have a great day. Okay. You too. Have a good weekend. All right. Our girl, bye. Rika. Uh, let's get... 972 in here. 972, what it is, what it do? Hey, what's up? This is uh, Tyrone, man, from Irvin. What's going on, Tyrone? Are you over there in Irvin? I'm going to be in Irvin, actually, in a, in a couple hours here. <laughs> oh, yeah. Where's uh, Texas Live at? Texas Live is in Arlington. It's located directly next to AT&T Stadium. That's, that's what's awesome about the location, and we were keeping our fingers crossed that uh, we could get that location, and we did, so... What you'll see happening at Texas Live is on home games, there's upwards of four to 6,000 people at, at the facility. It's huge. It's like a, a, a big mall of sports bars. Um, it's a beautiful place. And then they kind of make their way to the game. Some of the fans make their way to the game. So it's going to be super, super live during home games. That's for sure. Yeah, I heard of it. I heard of it. I've never been, but uh, they always talk about it on the radio. That's yeah, fine. Yeah, man, I watch, uh, you know, all the YouTubers, you, you law, um, watching, you know, plus everybody, you know. But I also watch Hanging with the Boys with Jesse and Nate, man. That's like my favorite show. So to see you linking up with him, that's yeah. going to be some epic stuff, man. I can't it wait is, for it. It is. I always told Jesse, when he got to Hanging with the Boys, this is no offense to Nate, no offense to Shannon and those guys. But to me, that was the B team. Like when I used to, I used to listen to, and I still do, but I used to listen to the Cowboys podcast hardcore. I mean, I'm talking about way back when it was just Nick Eatman and Derek Ingleton. <laughs> I'm talking about uh -huh. it was Mickey, Nick, and Derek, and it, there was no Dave Hellman, there was no Brian, there was no none of these guys. But I always thought the break was the show, and then you had talking Cowboys, and then it was like, ah, oh, well, I have nothing else to listen to. I guess I'll listen to Hanging with the Boys. Ever since Jesse came onto that show. He's given a ridiculous amount of credibility to that show, and that's no offense to those guys. It's just that it feels way different. So I, I'm with you, man. To have you know Jesse be a part of this is is an amazing opportunity. Yeah, super dope, man. I love Jesse and Nate. Um, but yeah, I wanted to talk about uh, this game, man. Like we're gonna beat the brakes out of the Bucks, man. Not to. <laughs> I don't want to discredit or, you know, diminish yeah. what the Bucks is or even winning if the Bucks are going to, what, what it's going to be because it's going to be a hard, you know, it's going to be a, a task for us to do. But I think that we're also worried about the wrong things because I think Tom Brady 
Tom Brady, I'm not really worried about Tom Brady, to tell you the truth. They have a great offense. He got six rings. He's the greatest to go, you know. But if you look at last year, it was the defense. It was the Bucks defense that put them through the playoffs. Because Tom Brady was throwing picks everywhere. And in the Super Bowl game, Tom Brady went crazy. But, like, before that, Green Bay, New Orleans, like, their defense held Rodgers and Breeze you know, in check. So I'm really worried about their defense. Well, we're, well, my concern is about their defense. I'm not really worried about it. But um, and another concern is our defense, our middle of our defense. Like if we can stop the run. Like other than that, I'm feeling confident in our defense. I'm I'm actually feeling confident in our corners. I'm actually feeling confident in Anthony Brown. I know Cowboys Nation y'all want to throw him off a cliff, but. I think he's going to be solid while he's in there, and I think our defense is young. They're going to be running off, running around. They're going to be running around fast with Parsons. Makes our defense super they'll be fast. Faster. Yeah, they'll be faster this year for sure. For sure, uh, it's it's going to be a, a very interesting cat and mouse game, but with Tom Brady and these young, uh, spry, hungry defenders like Micah, like uh, Osa Digizua. I know Randy's not young. He's 28. He's still young, relatively speaking. But Randy, these guys are going to be coming after Tom. And I wonder if they're going to use that speed and that uh, kind of inexperience against them. I, I wonder. Yeah, yeah. And then, then um, Randy and uh, D-Law, I'm, I'm okay with our edge. I'm confident in our edge. But I want to see that middle, like middle. OC and Urban, you know, mm-hmm. if I wanted to see us to stop the run. That's what I'm worried about, making sure – Definitely have another season where they just run, 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 run right up the middle. And then, of course, if you just let them run up the middle, Tom Brady's going to torch us, you know. But um, I just want their defense to not get to Dak, you know. I want him to be on the ground all game. You, you know, that's what I'm up. worried about. But You, you got to block him up. The, so. front is, the front is talented. You got to block him up. But, hey, man. I appreciate the call. I got to get to another caller here. Uh, definitely check out that Texas Live, though. Even if you don't come to a pregame, postgame show, check out Texas Live in general. Will do, man. Thanks, guys. Appreciate the call. All right, bro. In a quick second, uh, let's shift our f- – uh-oh. Guys, are we good? Okay, we're good. Just had to make sure. <laughs> you, know how, you, you, know how, you know how the tube do to you sometimes. I thought we got we got messed up there. All right, let's ship our ship ship shift our focus to the Fan Friday mailbag. What I did was I took some Cowboys questions all the way from Facebook to YouTube to Instagram. I didn't do the Twitter uh, this Fan Bag Friday, Fan Bag Friday, Fan Friday mailbag. But I will get to some Twitter questions um, at another point. So let's go ahead and transition over into that all right we got a lot of questions um but i can only pick a certain amount and i didn't want to spend the whole show with all the questions but i appreciate everyone that did drop some questions so we'll start with mike crumb aka cd piglet over on instagram he says how worried are you about Cowboys? By the way, guys, myself. feel free to answer the questions along with me. How worried are you about Cowboys continuity going into Dak 
into Tampa, considering Dak, Tyron, Collins, Jarwin all haven't played in basically a season? I think that's a phenomenal question because the Cowboys, one of the reasons why the Cowboys are, are fans are excited is because these guys are returning. I'm not so much worried about the long-term continuity because these guys have played with each other for years, right? I'm more so worried about the short-term continuity with guys like Collins and Tyron who keep going in and out of the, the lineup because of knick-knack injuries during practice. Now, I will say this. Tyron looks like a... F- <laughs> I hate to be this guy. Oh, he's in the best shape of his life. I tweeted this. I don't like to be best shape of the life guy, but when he said I shed the neck collar for the first time in years, that gets my attention. That gets my attention. So I here's my bold prediction. And I think there was a question about, about uh, Lyle. And now I'll tie all this together. CJH says, with Lyle Collins not practicing over on YouTube, not practicing and dealing with this stinger, how concerned are you? And if he doesn't play Thursday, do you think they will play Naseki or put Martin at right tackle and McGovern at right guard? I think he's going to play. I think all, all indication is that he's going to play. But this is where I get worried at, Crum, is with Lyle Collins. And my bold prediction is I think Tyron Smith ends up playing more games than Lyle Collins. Is that really bold, though, y'all? You know, that, that may really not be bold. And I say that because... Tyron hasn't been dealing with stinger situations. Collins has missed consecutive weeks of practice due to neck shoulder area, now stinger area, and he's about to start going head up with a bunch of 330-pound, 300-pound defense alignment play after play like a train crash. So that does concern me. And it's not like Tyron has been the epitome of health. So that's me. All right, let's get to Ronnie Charles over on Facebook. He says, are we running a 3-4 or a 4-3 on defense? The Cowboys are running a a multiple defense. That is one thing I wanted to keep an eye on heading into training camp, coming out of training camp, heading into preseason games, coming out of preseason games, is how is Dan Quinn going to implement his scheme? Is this going to be 4-3 like, when you think of Dan Quinn, you think 4-3, but when you actually go watch, he's played more multiple. And it is clear as day that this defense is going to be a multiple defense, Ronnie. It's not going to be just 3-4. It's not going to be just 4-3. They're going to do a lot of different things. A lot of different things. And CJ over on Facebook says, how do you think the linebacker rotation will go? If you listen to Jerry, it's going to go Micah Parsons, uh, Keanu Neal, LVE, Jalen Smith are going to be your, your four guys they are going to utilize the most. We'll see how long Dallas young six over on Instagram says, is there any weakness on the bucks that could take advantage that the Cowboys can take advantage of Thursday? Yes. It's the secondary. It's the secondary. And this is what makes great defenses. You don't have to have an exceptional secondary. If you have an elite front seven and that's what Tampa Bay has, they have an elite front seven, which is why I keep saying you got to block it up. And we'll talk about that, I believe, Tuesday. We're going to do Cowboys offensive line versus their their defensive line. Uh, but you have to block it up because if you block it up, then you can make some plays in the secondary with these weapons, which I think that's the advantage the Cowboys have 
Cowboys wide receiver pass catching threats against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers secondary. Joseph on Joseph Gonzalez over on here, well, on YouTube, says, How worried should we be about Kelvin Joseph heading to IR? I think I think you have to be worried, right? Like I, I think when you're talking about a rookie not starting the season because of an injury, hasn't really had a standout training camp or preseason. It's 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 cause for concern. Long term, I wouldn't worry about it, but any time that a rookie misses time in his rookie year is a detriment to his, you know, development. But I'm not going to panic. It's just that don't expect Joseph possibly to have that impact everyone wants him to have his rookie year, especially with Maurice Kennedy. I don't think Maurice Kennedy's going to give that up. I think that's his for the rest of the year unless he gets hurt or something or he plays bad. Brian Goosby. Here on YouTube says, how soon do you think the defense as a whole will see midseason form? And how do you think that will translate to the field of play? Great question, Brian. How soon do you think the defense as a whole will see midseason form? Well, I think that'll happen midseason. <laughs> no, I'll give it. Give me the first four weeks of the season for the defense to get acclimated. They're going to go up against. Two good quarterbacks, I think, in the first four weeks, Tom Brady, uh, Justin Herbert. But then it gets it gets dicey after that, and that's where you can maybe see them catch their footing. Uh, and by no shape or form am I saying the Cowboys are going to lose to the Chargers. I'm just saying that's a good quarterback, so they may have some type of success. But um, really, that's a, a testament. If they the Cowboys can come out and have success against Tom and, and Justin Herbert, watch out later in the year because – we saw the Tampa Bay Buccaneers defense catch wind towards the end of the season. They had to kind of catch up, and then they got elite towards the end of the year. Um, now, all year, they were pretty good against the run, but in totality, they got better once the playoffs got there. So I'll say give the Cowboys about four weeks to get it together. <laughs> I know I said midseason, but no, seriously, give them about four weeks to get it together. And we may start seeing the potential of the defense. Paul Smethers, there's two Pauls in here. Paul Smethers says, I want to see how Q game plans and how soon these rookies evolve. I, I love that because I do want to see how he game plans as well. He has weapons. Micah Parsons, right? Oso Digizua, Keanu Neal. These are, these are weapons. You know, you can utilize them in certain ways. Hell, I think Donovan Wilson is a weapon. And then... You brought in guys like Bohanna, Urban, who are who can, can move him around a little bit. I know he said he only wanted Bohanna here, but Bohanna's been everywhere. All these guys have. Randy Gregory is a weapon, so I'm interested to see that. Good morning, Sadiqa. All right, let's hop back into the phone lines, and I'll get back into the chat before we get out of here. I've, I've held you guys long enough. <laughs> My apologies. Uh, 804, what it is, what it do? Hey, Sky, how you doing, buddy? It's Jay, man. I just want to say congratulations on your Texas Live and game day, man. Looking forward to that. Thank you, brother. Appreciate um, that. I want to stay on the defensive side, man. I get a lot of talk with my friends, and with Maurice Kennedy, I've become a big fan of him. I'm, I'm actually thinking he can make a push going to the, to the cornerback two spot with these rookies, not too much of a of a trustworthiness right now. What would you thought be maybe playing with the rookies in like Nation White and, and Kelvin Joseph, maybe in the corner, um, in the slot. 
and let them get some help from the, you know, safeties, get their their involvement in the rookies, you know, get some get some field, get some safety help, some linebacker help, you know, with everybody be flying, man. Just want to see what your thought would be about that. Joseph, I don't mind that. Um, that was a conversation that came up a while ago when Nation Wright started to get a lot of traction. People were like, hey, we can start Nation Wright. The Cowboys can start Nation Wright and slide Joseph inside. I think a lot of people assumed that Joseph was just going to be the starter. Well, the Cowboys have shown us that Anthony Brown is going to be the starter out there. Um, but in your scenario, yes, I would love Diggs on one side, Kennedy on the other, and then ultimately Joseph in the in the slot. But Joseph is not available. Won't be available for the first three weeks minimum. So yeah. so now you're talking about, if in your situation, Kennedy on the outside and now A.B. or Jordan Lewis on the inside. So they're in a tricky situation because mm-hmm. I don't believe A.B. or Jordan Lewis are more than uh, average cornerbacks at this point in their careers. Yeah, no, definitely. I mean, they'll get the job done at least until one of the rookies can, can get situation. I'm not, I'm not the biggest A.B. fan. Trust me, he's a he's – a, He's been picked on a lot, you know, especially in his rookie year when he came in and got played. So it was a little difficult to become a fan. But I think as the his career is going on, he's going to get more veteran and he's going to learn a little bit, uh, at least just to hold it down until one of these rookies can get comfortable in the situation of the defense. Uh, my last question, man, is just, you know, our biggest thing last year was with the running quarterbacks, man. You know, with mobile quarterbacks, people can get outside the pocket. You think with us moving fast, Michael Parsons being a rookie, Keanu knew you think we're going to be able to, you know, Buy that up and close that up a little bit better. Mm-hmm. That uh, not just last year. Over the last half decade, yeah, running yeah. <laughs> running quarterbacks have been giving Dallas super trouble. Uh, but yes, you'll see that you'll see that close up real fast. You saw a little bit of it, right? When Micah rushed the passer on um, Tyrod Taylor, who who also looked pretty damn yeah. fast against Tampa. But Tampa has some speed too, and he closed that gap real quick. Randy Gregory is going to close the gap real quick. Keanu Neal is fast. There was another question on the mailbag that I didn't pull because it was too long. I'll paraphrase. He asked, do do I think that Jalen Smith could play the spy role? And immediately I say, no, 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 no. Like yeah, he no. doesn't have, no. he doesn't have the, the twitchiness to, to go up against those, those fast type quarterbacks anymore. If he ever had it since the injury. But I would not put Jalen Smith as a spy. I would I would utilize Keanu Neal, uh, Micah Parsons in that role, or or Jabril Cox in that role. They're much more. Yeah, they're yeah much I'm a faster. big fan of Jabril. Yeah, so that's what I would do. I uh, I don't think the Cowboys need. Yep. Remember last year they brought in C.J. Goodwin to play a spy technique against the Eagles. Yep, they had to. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you can't put yeah. Sean Lee well, as he was a spy. Micah, he, he can just stay there. Right. Micah, uh, Mike can stay there. Not even just Mike. Second you, guess. He just goes. He you got goes a now, multitude so. of players that can do that. Last year, you couldn't put Jalen in that role. You damn sure not putting LVE in that role. You couldn't do Sean Lee, right? Like you, you had to bring in the defensive back because there wasn't enough speed at the position uh, to do so. So yeah, they ended up bringing Donovan Wilson too much down from the strong safety to try to control that. They, what really what they help. successfully <laughs> did it with CJ. CJ came in as a spy only. We had him on the show last year and, and, or earlier this year, and he was like, it came from Sean Lee. Sean Lee said, hey, I think we should do this, and, and it worked. Yeah, yeah. Hey, well, man, I'm excited for the season. I'm excited to see you grow, bro. I'm a big fan. Um, I will be here at Texas Live, bro. I appreciate you giving me some time to answer my questions, man. No problem. Good luck, and, uh, hey, man, go Cowboys, bud. Go Cowboys, brother. Appreciate the call. Appreciate you, bud. Yes, Have sir. a good one, man. Have a good weekend. All right, final call of the evening, or evening, 
I'm so used to doing evening shows. You would think, <laughs> you would you would think, me doing all these morning shows, I'd switch. But anyone that knows me and knows the shows, I was doing you know, night shows for for the last year and a half. All right, so nine oh five, final call of the morning. So make it good. What's up? Hey Scott, how's it going? It's going, brother. It's Friday. Feel good Friday. I'm excited for the weekend and and, and ready to get going. Yeah, congrats on your feel good Friday. Ride that into the weekend because I think you got about six months of nonstop. Yeah, it's going nonstop starting Monday. <laughs> and I want to send people into the feel good Friday with why I feel good about the Cowboys season. I don't want to get too much on the Bucks because I know we're going to save that for next week. Right. But it's Dak. In the end, everything mm-hmm. rides on Dak, and I'm because. <laughs> He's here. He needs to do everything. But what I learned, and I was a hater of Brady. I'm not going to say I – because I didn't think he was the best quarterback. But what it showed me when he went to Tampa, he is the best leader. All right? he, is the, he will raise everybody around him. The Bucks were what they were with Winston, but Brady made them believe in themselves or something. I mean, and we've quick, all been fans, and I was a big Romo fan, and I die on a Romo Hill. I'll argue anybody he that he was better leader. than what he got. But – I've seen Romo lay on the grass a lot of times. Never did you see the whole team come off and want to go, you know, pay their respects to him before he left. So for me, when I seen that with Dak last year, it was like no question. I don't know if it's this year next year. He will bring a ring to the Cowboys. I don't know how. He's just that kind of guy that's going to will everyone else around him. You know what I mean? I feel like Dak is a championship quarterback, period. Uh, does that mean the rest of it depends on the franchise? It is now the franchise's responsibility to build a championship team around your championship-style quarterback, period. Uh, we talked about this during the negotiations when, when Dak was about to get signed. Everyone was saying, oh, well, you're not going to be able to win a Super Bowl because he's getting paid. My whole situation, my whole opinion on that was, so what he's getting paid? It's not his responsibility to build a championship team. It's the front office's responsibility to build a championship team. You got a franchise quarterback, and let's do it. Now, I will tell you this, uh, my good friend Shady McCoy, he went on Pat McAfee's show and he said something to me that kind of stamped the approval of, of Tom Brady being an all-time leader. Tom Brady, when he came to the Bucks, he said, and this is no lie, he said, Shady, it can be Shady. He said, I didn't much listen to too many people that spoke because I, you know, I felt like I was that guy. But he said, when Tom Brady spoke, everybody shut up. He said he had players in that locker room feeling like they can walk on water for Tom Brady. That plays a major factor in the organization. And I brought that up during the contract negotiations with Dak Prescott. Too many people put aside the fact that he can galvanize a team in a city and an organization and lead men of all types of ethnicities, personalities, crazy, chill, whatever. That plays a factor and your team being a contender for years on end. I will, I will stand on that hill to the day I die. Give me a leader first, and then a guy who can be a really good player after that. Yeah, absolutely. And my thing against Brady wasn't, I just think it was, like anything, there's luck involved, right? So it's perfect scenario to go with Bill, not even to put it Bill oh. versus Brady. For me, those early Super Bowls, his early success, was Bill putting him in the right position, let him grow into the quarterback that he became, yeah. right? So it was a perfect marriage. And almost Dak with this, and I'm kind of far analogy, but Dak with Zeke. You know, early Dak needed Zeke in the running game right. and the offensive line. He's grown past that now. If he has to deal with Chaz Green for a game, I have no doubt Dak can do it. Well, well he showed that he could deal with, Ch- with uh, Terrence Steele and Brandon Knights and 
and you know, rookie centers, backup centers. He he showed that he can at least keep the the game competitive. Uh, but you, you're not going to win a Super Bowl that way. So. No, we can't win a Super Bowl that way. But every Super Bowl run, when we look back at it, has all these storylines of people coming from nowhere and someone has to step up and we yeah. never know who it's going to be. Yeah. You're right about that. Is that it for the show, brother? That's, that's all I got for today. I'm sorry. I got to get back to where I was waiting, but I'm working. But I was like, I just need to get this out. I, my apologies for, for holding, but I appreciate you holding. And getting oh, no, that's all right. Great Actually, you know what? I had one more just to go back to the real Greer. That was kind of earlier. Yeah, yeah. And then just I, I like to listen to as many former players and see what the league is kind of like behind. And you see light, uh, coaching, lifelines, and all that. For me, it looks like Kellen Moore likes to pick a backup quarterback like himself. Below average, arm, just someone that's smart. So it looks like he has kind of a – Something he likes in a backup that obviously we don't. Everyone else is not seeing. I tell you this, I don't think that was a Kellen Moore grab. My my boy Law Nation, he said something very interesting. He said Kellen Moore got his guy, Cooper Rush. He does. He loves Cooper Rush. Um, Mike McCarthy got his guy, in Ben DiNucci, and Doug Nussmeyer got his guy, in Will Greer. I think this is this is Will Greer or this is Doug, Doug Nussmeyer saying, hey. I coached this kid. I, he has some potential to me. Um, I'm familiar with him, and Mike McCarthy trusts his Doug, and he brought him in. So I think Cooper Rush is Kellen's, is Kellen's guy for real. Yeah, I could see that. And to be honest, if, McCar- if that is McCarthy's guy, I don't want him to have no more guys. Let other people <laughs> pick the quarterback. Then, that's, 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 that's the way it goes. Coaches have their, 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 their players. <laughs> uh, yeah. I wish it was someone else, but <laughs> – all right, All right. thanks a lot, Scott. Take it easy. Yep, Have enjoy a good the rest weekend. Enjoy the. Thank you, bro. You celebrate enjoy... a little bit, and then. Yeah, enjoy the rest of your weekend as well. Uh, have a feel good Friday, feel good weekend, brother. Appreciate you calling in. All right, take it easy. Oh man, yeah, yeah. I thought Law made a great point about about that. You know, he texted me. I'm like, yo, that's true. They all got their guys. Shout out to one of my guys. Bird super chat the five dollar donation. He says, Congrats, Sky, you're rising faster than crypto. <laughs> Do you have start times for the pregame show yet? We would try to come through before the Carolina game. Um, so the, the pregame shows start times obviously depend on the game times. So for Thursday's primetime game, that's not until 8 20 or well, Eastern Central Time, it's 7 20. I believe they play at 720, so we'll likely go on at about 6 p.m. Central. 6 p.m. I'll be there way earlier than that, but Jesse and I will likely go on about 6 p.m. Central. We were talking about this before. Y'all know me and Jesse can both talk, so we're going to need a little bit longer pregame show than, you know, your normal 30, 45 minutes. So we're thinking about an hour hour or so and we're gonna we're gonna give you content all the way up until kickoff so right when they come out of commercial break to get ready for kickoff we're gonna be from 6 or 6 15 to 7 15 7 20 and that's just for week one on thursday but the times will vary based off of the time of the game so that's where that's what will be happening obviously we're, we'll be promoting it here on the channel and across social media and I'll keep you guys posted on the exact times in the community tab on YouTube as well as on Facebook we'll post the time so keep your ears and eyes open for that 
keep your ears and eyes open for that. All right, it's it's that point of time for the show as we get ready to go. What has you feeling good heading into the weekend? It could be about the Cowboys. It could be about your life. It could be about a friend, some friend news, family news, whatever. You guys already know what I've... (laughs) (laughs) Know what I'm feeling good about. In fact, if you don't know what I'm feeling good about, you just got here. I'll show you what I'm feeling good about. Cowboys Nation, come out and enjoy Game Day Live at Texas Live with Will Steele of A to Z Sports Dallas and former Dallas Cowboy Jesse Holly live on location at Revolver Brewhouse. Every game of the 2021 season, pregame, halftime, and postgame shows will never be the same. That's what I'm feeling good about. Uh, my guy B Bird says, I'm off today. Hey. I had this conversation, I think it was yesterday, with my lady. Is it me, or does everybody feel this way? The night before, when you know you're off, it feels better than the day off, right? Because, you know, the day off, it comes up on you real fast. It's, it'd be about 2, 3 o'clock, you'd be like, dang, I could have just went to work. Or, or dang, it felt like I've only been up for two hours or something crazy. But the night before, you're like, yeah, I could stay up a little bit, I could... Have a little fun, you know, do this, do that, binge, whatever it is that, you know, gets your wheels turning. But I like the night before as opposed to the actual day off. But I ain't going to discredit the day off. I love the day off. Uh, Special K says, feel good football season is here. Absolutely. And yes, my lady says, my best friend is visiting for the weekend. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. I can't give you a feel. I ain't your best friend. No, I'm just kidding. Her best friend is coming up this weekend. Uh, Jacob says, my fantasy draft is tomorrow. Okay, okay. Good luck to you and your fantasy draft. Huxton says, shout out to you, Sky. Best Cowboys Nation content. Ah, man, that's heavy. I I appreciate that, Huxton. We got a a very strong community. And um, I just, since I came onto this platform, my whole thing has been to be two things for you guys. Real and unique. I just want to bring real content to you guys and unique content to you guys that may be a little bit different than you see um, on YouTube. And that's, that's just that's just how I roll. Uh, let's see. Let's see. Some more feel-good Fridays. Sadiqa said, I'm off every day. I'm retired. Ho! Congratulations to you on your retirement, Sadiqa. That is a, a, a big accomplishment. Uh, salute. Salute to you for sure. Uh, Huxon says, seeing Danucci's name, <laughs> it's, it's seeing Danucci's name is like seeing Marmite. Okay, I thought you were going to say seeing Danucci's name off the 53 had you feeling good. Stevie Max said, don't worry, Sky, I'll be your friend. We can talk about the late 90s WWE. Hey! Yeah. For, the, for the new folks on the channel, the new fans of the channel, that belt's there for a reason. I'm a, I'm a diehard uh, old school wrestling fan. I dabble in the new school a little bit, kind of getting into the AEW. Definitely marked out when CM Punk came back, so I'm not going to lie to you. I'm not going to lie to you. J- Dre said, Jess, Sky, Jesse too damn big to be flex po- <laughs> to be flex posing with you. Listen, man, I, t- I said it earlier. Jesse is bigger than a lot of people think. A lot of people. So, so when I see people on Twitter getting all crazy, I'd be like, you, you wouldn't say that to him. I know you wouldn't say that to him. But Jesse's huge, man. He, he, he's huge. 
All right, guys. I appreciate the Feel Good Fridays. I appreciate everyone joining me this week. This is the final show before we go live every day of the week, Monday through Friday. Next week is going to be slightly different because the game is on Thursday, so we'll begin uh, prep Monday right away. But during the season when games are on Sundays, uh, we'll review the games on Monday, Tuesday, and we'll start prepping on Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. So uh, definitely come through and keep it locked here on A to Z Sports Dallas as well as A to Z Sports.com to check out all the great articles by our writers, talented young writers on there. Um, and keep it locked for Mauricio at night, right? A to Z primetime. Yeah, the kid, is he's young. He's getting his footing in this, and I think he's doing a damn good job. Um, especially since he's never done a full time. Uh, he, most of his shows have been in Spanish. He is a very uh, good bilingual host, and most of his shows have been in Spanish. So for him to be, you know, do a full time show not in Spanish, very impressive. Very, very, very impressive. Hey, if you enjoyed the show, give me a hell yeah! <laughs> I said, give me a hell yeah! <laughs> Let's get on up out of here. Appreciate you. Really, really do. All the donations, thank you very much. Uh, all the phone calls, thank you for calling in. All the comments, new subscribers, thank you. If you missed the show, I will upload it after, right now, onto all the podcast platforms. So make sure you guys go check that out. I'm going to go get this busy day started and, and have fun this weekend. So shout out to all you guys. Love you. Appreciate you. Peace. I want me some glory hope.